0: He'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me Peaky! Threat at the eye of the needle. What a win. What a call. And that was the first railway win for the Grant-Williams and William Pike combination. They won the last four straight. Pikey rides treasured star from the outside barrier. We gave him an absolute bake on Monday. So no doubt he's going to come out and pull our pants down and ask it on Saturday.
1: Well, there must be some doubt.
0: There is some doubt. <laughs> I don't think she can win from there. Looks a good railway for the locals in terms of overall strength. Certainly, I guess, lacking that established star when Resort Man is the top weight, but a good betting race nonetheless. The highest-rated horse isn't in the railway, though. No, He's in Hong Kong.
1: Yeah, the return of the world's best miler, Bayed, shuttled off. In fact, he's actually, it's interesting, he might be looking to stake a claim as the world's best horse because that spot as a... Opened right up. Opened right up by Eid. line have flashed onto the scene and been much, much better than Golden 60 perhaps, but they're gone. Gone. Uh, our very own candidates for that role, Nature Strip and Animo are coming off losses. Yep. Still a good spring for Animo. I mean, it's it's not like the glosses off him, but he's coming off a loss, and I, I don't think anyone's seriously suggesting, likeable and talent as he, talented as he is, that he's a candidate for the world's best racehorse. No. Our best miler, is that the winner of our champion mile, Alligator Blood? I suppose he is our best miler at the moment. Mm. Golden yep. 60 would comfortably lay claim to being a better mile than him. So his return and with a new rival in California Spangle is interesting enough.
0: Mm. With Golden 60, he would start favourite in any race in the world over the mile as it stands now.
1: If he raced him in the Northern Hemisphere, I think I would mark Bodden Games shorter than him. Yeah. Mm, I think so. But at the same time, I would fully concede that if it got to a pub debate about who's the best miler, Golden 60 beats Modern Games on one of our favourite sayings, body of work. Body of work. He's got got longevity. He's got all that. I think Modern Games has peaks above him, and that's always been the little knock with Mm. Golden 60, is that he hasn't got the big peaks of Beauty Generation or Able Friend. No. But he's now going for what would be a third Hong Kong mile, which would be better than Beauty Generation... Able friend only won one Hong Kong mile. It feels like he dominated the mile yeah. scene for so long, but he only won the Hong Kong mile once. What a win it was, too! The great Good Baba, who was my favorite Hong Kong horse back when I used to love it over there. That's right, back in the day, showing mm. my age a little bit there. You are pretty old. He won three, and I suppose at this stage he's very much a the top candidate to win his third. you yep. would be almost expected to. Not that he would be odds on.
0: I'd be surprised it, if he
1: is to win it now. If you consider what price he'll be on Saturday, and you know compounded it into what price he'll be there. He's not odds-on. I wouldn't have thought. What price would he – what price would be expecting on Saturday? It'll be heavily tilted to him, but California Spangle will ensure that there's a market, right? There is – so, There was a pause. There is
0: some resistance.
1: Must be some resistance. California Spangle's up and going. Feet like He's got him where he needs him. Yep. So I would think there would be some sort of market push against the champ. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Maybe we
1: should've if only if he wasn't the top rated horse, we could have thrown him up as the dunno, but he is the top rated horse instead. For their big trial day on, on Sunday there. The big trials for the, the Hong Kong races. And in Japan we have the Mile Championship, which in, in a sense is also a trial for the, the Hong Kong mile, but Gran Alegria aside, it's typically not been the well, it absolutely isn't the strongest group one that they run. It's not even the strongest mile. They run in, in Japan, the Mile Championship. It's got a good name but it hasn't often lived up, as I said, Grand Allegria aside, it probably hasn't often lived up to that billing, and it's uh, Schnellmeister and Salios and Co. Very competitive horses hovering around the 120 mark, but both Schnellmeister and Salios are uh, formally rated higher than where you could possibly forecast them on the weekend. They've been out of sorts. Still good in patches. Both have run, I think, 119 at times this year, and both ran well in the Yasuda Kinnan, but they've disappointed as often as not. That won't get near golden 60. Well, Salios has already had a go and come up short. But I don't think somewhere deep down inside Salios there is... There's something. There's something, but he's uh, he's failed to produce it as often as you'd like. Schnellmeister started his life as an absolute rock. He was a a hero of the handicappers. He ran the same rating, I think, five runs in a row or something. He ran the dream. To, he ran to 123 and he did it in different countries. He was, what a legend. And yeah. then all of a sudden he... um. He ran a shocker in Dubai at the start of the year. I don't know if you remember that. He was woeful. Yep. Came home, ran well in the Yasuda Keenan without being at his best and then a failed attempt at sprinting, which maybe you could forgive. So maybe Schnellmeister is the more likely of those two to um, recapture former glories because we might be being a bit harsh by saying that he's gone after three runs in a year. But That's very Dinopolis. It's It's very Japan that he's... It's so long since we've seen his very best, but he hasn't actually run that often. They, they sparingly race them. Mm, they do so much right in Japan, but they do not step their stars out often enough, and we're not even going to see Equinox in a Japan Cup. He's going straight to the Aramakinan, which I think is a shame. It is. As you said, the railway is lacking for big established stars. There's no one in the world's best horse conversation in the railway, but it is a better betting race than probably either of those two races in Asia on on Sunday. It's a fantastic betting race. Looks ferociously competitive. And I think I doubt that I'm the only one that's looking to you to help guide me through our devoted listeners.
0: Well, if you are a devoted listener, (laughs) you would have heard me talking about Tricks of the Trade winning the railway back in July. And I'm not wavering. You never want to say it's a two-horse race, as Adam touched on. It's a deep race. But I do think Tricks of the Trade and Alaskan God have a mortgage over the railway this weekend. Alaskan God drawn 14. Tricks of the Trade draws eight. So Tricks of the Trade certainly going to settle in front of him in the run and I feel like they're going to ride Alaskan God like a superstar and go right back. It's hard because I think he is a very, very good horse, Alaskan God. Real regal power vibes
1: about Alaskan God. Yeah.
0: But if you're fair income, you have to mark Tricks of the Trade favourite.
1: Well, I would hate to be accused of not being fair income.
0: So they've raced each other three times. It's two one to Alaskan God. They met first in the Mel Vista. Chicks of the Trade was a length behind Alaskan God. Actually gave him three kilos on that occasion and gave him a start at the top of the straight. They then went to the Derby. Chicks of the Trade started favorite in the Derby. It was two ten versus two fifty. Chicks had enough. Alaskan God won well. Then in the Asian bow, it was four dollars versus six dollars. Chicks of the trade beat home Alaskan God. But oh boy, Alaskan god late. He mm. was second last at the 200. He ran the best last 200 metres of the meeting, 1093, quicker than Miss Kentucky. Didn't have a trial going into that first up run. He was the definition of humming late. The mile is a massive plus for him. But if he's going to spot Tricks of the Trade a big start on straightening, if he's last and Tricks of the Trade is midfield, I think Trick still should have him.
1: It can just be a replay of what happened mm. in the Asian bow.
0: All the talk with J-Mac coming over to ride Cascadian in the northerly. I tell you what, though, I'm keen to back Alaskan God to beat him in the northerly. I think he's a really, really good horse. I don't think the railway's going to set up well for him. I don't think there's a lot of speed on the weekend. He's going to snag.
1: So you're not a lot of speed mm. as someone... Barely paying attention, I shouldn't say barely paying attention, but I'm not hugely familiar with a lot of them. I just saw 20 runners and thought that's not even anything to contemplate. We'll get a true, we'll get a fair contest. I
0: often find when people think there's a lot of speed on paper, they just let the race unfold. Everything finds their spot on the map, as we saw in pretty much every Group 1 in hmm. Victoria this spring.
1: But not the ones with 20 in. Well, only 16 will run, but yeah. full field.
0: I mean you like to think they'll be that generally railways are always run at a good tempo. Interesting to see how it does play out early.
1: One interesting thing when I was just uh scurrying through this a little bit, I did as I said, Regal Power vibes from Alaskan God. Mm. I did note I got twelve back. Yep. And Regal Power was the which was a surprise to me because Regal Power was always a horse we you know, he was fancied yep. from a long you know, he was very well fancied. But Regal Power is the only horse rated lower or as low as Alaskan God going into a railway to win it in that last 12 years. So he's actually, I mean, he's as you say, hes all the signs are there that he's a lot better than rated. Mm. But he is typically more established and better horses, better performed horses yep. have, have won the race, which should come as no surprise and yep. it would hold true across most big races. But it is interesting. He does have to follow a path less travelled. Than most. And he's going to give them all a start. Which Tricks of the Trade doesn't. Tricks of the Trade, as you say, he's got a bit more, he's had a few more goes, obviously, Mm. but he has had better results. And that might have something to do with a better pattern. Yeah.
0: Which. Well, they both rarely get put in the race. Even when Tricks of the Trade won first up, he's come
1: from near last. Very Perth behaviour. It
0: is very Perth. The better you are, the further you settle back, (laughs) as is tradition in Perth. And they're going to really find out how good Alaskan God is this weekend. I don't think he can start favourite. He's in a $4. How
1: many winners would Gay Waterhouse train in Perth?
0: (laughs) (laughs) She'd win every staying race. So that's my... I concede I really like him as a horse, but wow, you're going to have to really, really like him to take $4 from 14 when he's going to be second last on the turn. Mm -hmm. Carly's Karma hits this off a really good performance at Wait for Age. She drops down in the handicap. She's the weight horse. She goes forward.
1: So is that the? She's out of the listier Yeah, I did notice. So the listier and but maybe this is just a product of where Uncle Bob yeah. sent so many resources. But the listier has a terrible record relative to the Asian bow yeah. in the railway. But Bobby it, hasn't chose it. Yeah, so it's just. And I did notice all the ones that had done the double or won It had been, you know. The best, you know, just the best horses have happened to run in the Asian bow. because yep. if you actually look at the percentage of rivals beaten, you'll find that the loose deer has actually slightly outperformed the Asian bow, which is a surprise because so many more winners mm. have come out of the Asian bow. So, anyway, you know, just tidbits I found. So, I had something to bring to the table here at least.
0: <laughs> well, it's unusual that the weight for age form wouldn't have the better record in the feature handicap. Yeah, yeah, you can so take I suppose that across. It's everywhere. probably
1: the difference between trends and angles, isn't it? The trend is towards the Asian bow, but yeah. the angle is probably the same as it often is. The listier is probably the angle race.
0: I mean, if you're following trends, well, you just back Pike and Williams. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, easy for trends bunches, isn't it?
0: Who won the key leader in recent years. The trick for her is she got all the favours in that race and now draws 20 and the whiz is going to have to weave some serious magic a.k.a. Elite Bell. He's going to have to be at his Elite Bell best, I think, to get to home because, A, I think she concedes a bit of talent and, B, she's probably going to be in a horrendous spot coming into the straight.
1: Mm. Is she, excuse my ignorance, haven't looked at a market, is she fancied at all or is she Is she being given the barrier twenty? we don't think so? She's won the main lead-up, so there's got to be a... Just inside double figures. Ah, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that seems the right sort of price to have an opinion one way or another. It's probably the fence-sit price.
0: Yep. I suppose we always have to respect Chris Waller when he brings one over. Yonkers has your favourite form line.
1: How about the jockeys that Yonkers has seen? He's had Bowman, Nash, Oliver. J-Mac. They've all ridden him at one time. J-Mac goes on. Frankie goes on. And now, the pontiff Paul Harvey. He has seen some of the world's best, best. hasn't he? He is going quite well. But he does have his limitations. Yep. I think he is an absolute certainty, to run top six. And I don't think you will win. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty bang on.
0: Yeah, so while it's an open market, I reckon you can screw it down at the top end of the market. I think you can mark Tricks of the Trade and Alaskan God both shorter. I think Carly's Calm is the only other horse in single figures. So that's how I will be playing the railway. As mentioned, I think Tricks of the Trade will start favourite.
1: Well, and, that, that, and should really your, that should be your tagline. If you think Tricks of the Trade starts favourite, that's the... That then goes out as the Dinopolis view. I think he should. And it seems a good one to have. Why not? Yeah. Well,
0: he's rated higher than Alaskan God, and he'll have a map advantage on the weekend. So
1: dismissing Pike in the railway. It all comes crumbling down for him there. And our Bizarro, you're into him again. So you've handed out what should have been a double points Pendrith, and now you just can't even understand why he's at the top of the market with one in the Carbine Club.
0: Really trying to lay the boots and fire up, Pikey. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Bit of reverse psychology. Bit of
0: reverse psychology here. Yeah, Devoted. I don't know why people think this is a good horse. He's not.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, next category. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Devoted misses a run in the railway because he wasn't able to win last weekend. As mentioned, wasn't Pikey's best ride, but I don't think there's much more he could do. The biggest issue for Devoted is that he's been bet like he's a 110 horse, and I'm confident he's no better than 104. Looking through his ratings, he obviously won the Belmont Guineas in the winter. He ran 104 that day. He's since run 101, 103, 102, 103, 99, 102. It's his last sort of 10 starts. I can't see him bursting through the ceiling anytime soon. And at the weights on the weekend, he's giving weight to higher rated horses, if not of level ability, and they're serving up $2.90, mainly because I think of his SP profile, but I don't think it's been justified given the talent that he's actually showed on the track. I was the biggest Ceres White fan, but since they've moved away from Grant and Alana, I've found them very hard to follow. In previous seasons, horses off similar setups would just explode and they're just not doing it for the new stables that Bob's linked up with. So for me, devoted 290, that is disgusting. And if he wins... You deserve to get paid more. Because on what he's shown to this point, he should not be that short in this race. Thoughts?
1: Uh, no, I find it very hard to argue with you and I'm not keen to argue with you because you know a lot more about them than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minks' moment is not disinteresting. I assume going loosely home in home colours there, the famous Doremus colours from the west. Yep,
0: for Durant, first run.
1: Hmm, And isn't, has probably been a patchy horse in the east. But when he's on, and I think I don't often agree or I often think we jump to these conclusions too quickly, but I think it would be fair to say he's better on top of the ground. Yep. And maybe that's part of the reason to send him west, chasing good tracks more consistently, and his best efforts would be, well, better than Devoted's.
0: Yeah, he's rated higher than Devoted.
1: I'm expecting him to to measure right up. Would that be – would you expect him to measure right up?
0: Have to. And I agree – Completely with your point about wet tracks.
1: Well, I'm glad.
0: So just on Minx moment, he ran 107 two starts back. We've got devoted rated right at 104. So we obviously lean towards mixed moment in that head-to-head, and we are getting a much bigger price for Minx moment. And on a dry track, good draw. Admittedly, J-Mac gave him an absolute 10 out of 10 when he won two back.
1: Yeah, he did. He had everything go right there.
0: But if he runs up to that number, well, he can beat devoted.
1: I thought he shaped really well first up behind Remark as well, which probably bodes pretty well for this. And another race that he shaped well in was last year's Coolmore. Actually did stay on quite well, admittedly advantage by staying out of the heat early uh, and just floated past a couple that had paid the price for trying to win. Yep. He wasn't. But he did shape fairly well there. And another horse who ran really well in that race was Bruckner. And we haven't seen him since. And he fronts up in the time-honoured The Warra.
0: He would have to be the most interesting horse across the country on Saturday. i tried to find a a Dunno at Ascot, but often on grand final day, it's hard to find Dunnos. We know a fair bit. We know a fair bit, and a majority of the horses have been set for this day. Therefore, they're not first up. There's very few of injury force layoffs or long breaks. This is their grand final. So hard to say you don't know much about the runners at Ascot, and hence we go to Bruckner because... On his best form, he's certainly up to winning the time-honoured, the Warra, He's trialled well, but barrier 12, and is he a 1,000-metre horse?
1: Probably not. That would be some query, and obviously horses off a long break, 385 days, are a losing proposition overall, so yeah. you would go in very tentatively. But you're right, it does jump off the page, second-to-home affairs, in a fast cool more. Again, he was largely out of that pace, so you could make some case that he was... I don't want to say flattered, that's the wrong word, because he he absolutely did it. He ran that fast. Mm, But it was a good scenario for him to get past a few. But he ran really well. He'd won a McNeil beating Artorius, who admittedly, as we all know, Artorius is a miler. So no great heroics in beating him over 1,200 metres. Even the Poms can do that. (laughs) But he's still, that McNeil run is a, a good piece of form and we're having to mow down Malkovich. So if you, if you were confident that he was back and bursting and, and ready to n- not only run to that Coolmore figure but to go on with it, which at the time would have been what was hoped, yep. uh, then yes, races of greater standing. Not that there are many, than the Warra would have been on his agenda. So he's very interesting off that sort of break. Now, I threw up a Thelric as a horse that I thought was interesting and you looked at me cross-eyed. You don't like a Thelric? I think he's about right
0: in this race. Malkovich, narrowly beaten in this race last year behind 11-11. I think it's the hardest race of the day because Dragonstone went better than it looked last start. Stable made a very fine red. Never seen her over 1,000 metres. For a horse that is pretty sharp, I found that surprising. And she was okay down the straight. So you've got their two interesting angles. You've got the Bruckner angle. Malkovich hits this off a better run than what he did going into it last year. Leads from the inside draw for Parr, who has a good record aboard him.
1: He was particularly good last start, Malkovich. But he is particularly vulnerable. He is. As a rule. Yeah, He's vulnerable everywhere he goes. I think Ethelric is a slightly better horse than him. And I think he's a much better horse than Dragonstone.
0: I can't really dispute that. Zach Lloyd's riding well. And then Bruckner, you can't help but look and see that he got beat by Kalos two starts back, who somewhat has to fit in on his best form,
1: although he is very flaky. He's a dodgepot. But he does come out of the same race as a Thelric. But again, I think Athelric is a much better horse than Kalos. And I think that race with Kalos winning that Danehill, it's not that there weren't a couple of nice horses in there that didn't throw out the odd winner, but I don't think it was a very reliable piece of form in general. I think it's a Dodgepot race won by a Dodge dodgepot horse. That's what I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then down the bottom, you've got American President who was very good on the heavy tracks at the beginning of the year.
1: An American President making a...
0: Making a splash.
1: Making a comeback. <laughs> Fitting.
0: And he ties in well with Ethelric, who who he finished a narrow second behind at Scone, mm. two back, and he's 20 to one. There are plenty of angles in the Wara, and as the first leg of the quaddy, you could take 10 and miss.
1: officially Dunno is that what we're saying?
0: I reckon yeah we've got the Dunno in Bruckner and the whole race as itself is a Dunno. It is I think one of the hardest meetings I've seen in Sydney I'm going to say this year easily find me a harder meeting going back it's six dollars a field nearly every race.
1: Mm, Well it sounds fantastic I have to get stuck in. Plenty of work. I have had a look at the gong which I would agree is it seems like a great betting race almost too good I found the Hunter a bit like that last week. I'm like, oh, I'll go up and have a good look at the Hunter. And the more you looked at it, the more confused you got. Yeah. The gong might fit the same, fit the same bill. Yep. Although, as it turned out, in the Hunter, the two form horses at the top of the bedding Ran fought it out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like when you go wide in the quarter in the favourite walks in.
1: <laughs> Never in doubt. <laughs> do you have a best or do you have a, a gong thought and or a best?
0: Well, I did tip up Purple Sector for our friends at Ladbrokes. And I know people were like, ah, oh, not Purple Sector Simo. you're kidding, aren't you? I think I said that to you. <laughs> <laughs> most people, I would expect most people to, but weights and measures, man. Barring his run at Corfield, he's run well all three times. He's never won on a soft or heavy. He now gets onto a good track. He gets the kindest run you've ever seen from that inside draw. They bet $16. He meets Old Flame five and a half kilos better, having been beaten narrowly first up. Old Flame loses J-Mac, gets Tommy and the car park. Brutality is humming, but a dry track. I think Purple Sector is a very easy each-way bet to have. I'll be surprised if he doesn't run in the top four.
1: Do you think Purple Sector is better on dry ground than wet? Mm. Then why don't his ratings? I looked at this. (laughs) (laughs) He rates just as... See, I was saying before, I'm sceptical about wet and dry ground. He's one that I would be... The trainers decided this years ago, and yet form doesn't support thing you is, you
0: don't get two chances. So he's performed well on wet tracks now, but how do you know he wouldn't have ran better if it was dry? You're just assuming. We don't get two looks at it.
1: You think he's a 120 horse in disguise? No, but I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think Old Flame walked over the top of him first up and has gone on leaps and bounds since. That's what I think. He'd want it from out there. But when you tell Tommy he can snag... Loves to snag, but the horse has got plenty of pace, particularly for a mile. They're not going to use it, though. Are you sure? I'll
0: bet my bottom dollar he'll be snagged. Interesting. There's a lot of speed in the race.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's very interesting. Brutality has been set for this for 12 months. Mm. Uh, and How well, good was the barrier troll last week? He will be peaking for this, for Jive and Joe Pride. Yep. So I thought he was very interesting. But, yeah, I've, I think Old Flame has done fantastic things. I thought he was a bit better than Surf Dancer when he lost to him. And I would give Surf Dancer a real shot off that Shannon run. And that's produced Ellsberg and a tissue. Mm. And Old Flame was the best horse there by my read of things and by a ways and didn't look too bad at Flemington last start.
0: So in summary, tough race. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would have thought so. You go around in circles.
0: Your best bet at Ballarat.
1: Cup day. Cup day. And I'm pleased to have found a best in the cup. You always want to find the best in the the best race. Oh, you found Purple Sector in the gong. So it's always nice to find one there. And I think that Banker's Choice is the best. On the card there. I think he's not favourite, and I think he should be. Your girl's favourite. Letitia is favourite. She found her race last time and everything went very, very well.
0: Thankfully, because the nation was on.
1: I know. Unbelievable betting. Uh, she went around gross unders in the end, to be honest. Uh, but she won, so try telling <laughs> Winners get paid, mate. Yeah, try telling anyone that 230 was unders when she's uh, walked in. Mm. But a couple of races later... The champion stakes went off. It was very slowly run, but they pinged home. I thought Banker's Choice was okay there. Yep. In fact, better than okay there. He measured up to them there. That was his first go at 2,000 metres, and he's bred for it and is probably long-shaped as though 2,000 would suit. I think it will. Uh, I like that he's had the soft introduction to 2,000 metres. He'll be better now. Pretty much every race, in fact, every race, he's had eight runs in Australia now, hasn't won one, hasn't run a bad one either, and in all eight of them, the the winner has run a rating beyond what he can run. So, essentially, he's spent his entire Australian career so far chasing tail. Yeah. But he's been doing pretty well in a series of good group one races. Ryder, Doncaster, Rupert Clark, Turak. I thought he was terrific in a fast crystal mile. And I think if he runs up to any of those, any of his best efforts, he rates better than any of the last, say, 10 to a dozen Ballarat Cup winners. Uh, He's not poorly handicapped at all by virtue of not winning any of these races. Uh, I think there's a lot to like about him. I think he's a slightly better horse than a tissue and I would mark him a pretty clear favourite. I think he's got a strong favourites chance.
0: Question. Mm-hmm. What's the weather doing?
1: Oof. Who knows?
0: Is there, a, is there a chance of a deluge?
1: There's a big – it's coming. It's one of those ones I think there uh, – at the start of the week, it was going to be, well, it's going to be raining into race morning. Yep. Then it was like, well, I'll get the first off and then it'll hammer down and it's slowly sliding back. Is it going to come after the races and we'll just run on a pristine deck? Holly Gray's doing the rain dance.
0: I tell you what, if it's heavy, I could almost mark her favourite.
1: Yeah, you just, she is. So, what I'm saying about Purple Sector, she's one where I will concede she has a completely different rating yeah, profile. She's on. two horses. Yeah, yeah she, she is two horses. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose you could. Actually, she is the one with a rating that could just about match Banker's Choice. But I would say he has more ping than her. Mm. Wet tracks don't worry him. He's not ground dependent at all.
0: When she absolutely buried Numerian. Hmm and then fronted up and repeated the number against Zaki. Yeah. If we get Polly Gray, Wet Gray.
1: If you get that one, she's comp- yeah, she's right in it. Mm. But that's Banker's Choice has all that form. He's got the form around those good horses. And I think if he runs up to either of his last two starts, and I have no reason to to doubt him or the mighty Mike Moroney, who saddles three, Moroni with three, Waller with three. A battle of the ex-Kiwis. Yep. Now dinky Dye Aussies. Now that they're good. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Moroni has the... Top seed. And the betting thinks otherwise. So, that's a bet. That's a bet. I was excited to see it in the feature. It's a good cup day, I think. As long as, yeah, that rain that rain stays oh. away. Because rain on race, rain before is fine. If it's a Ballarat, almost vibes like it's Yeah, it should be heavy. Well, it should be cold. Yeah, it should be cold. It should be wet. But, yeah, let's not have 40 mils during the meeting. Because that always does get a bit... Garnage. That gets a bit icky. Yeah. But, yeah, if if it doesn't, I think we're probably looking at perfect track, yeah. I would have thought. So, Fingers crossed. Fingers or at least crossed. get to the cup. Yeah. So you've thrown up your best at Kembla, but you've got to have a... Everyone, no one cares what you think at Kembla Grange. Everyone's here for Simo's best from the West. Have you got a Western best? Of course. Of course I do. Geez, throwing up Purple Sector
0: is my best. That's sickening, isn't it? I'll <laughs> no, say best player at the you price. You better have a best from the West. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few bets across the card so we can walk our way through that. Get your notebooks out, punters. Get your notebooks out. <laughs> Uh Truly Inspired comes up very short in race two, but I get it. So I couldn't talk you out of backing him. I thought Strike Now would be a chance. First time we get to see him at a trip, but the times he's been beaten at a mile, I feel like he didn't stay. So Truly Inspired's likely raced. He's with the right stable with Adam Durant. It looks one of the more likely winners. Our Safina lines up in race four. Her sectional markup when last seen she's off 56 days was unreal. She drops back to 1,400 metres. Pike goes aboard. I think she's a really talented mare. Written Matter opened up favourite earlier in the week. Lol. Zafira down the bottom of the weights is the favourite at this stage Thursday afternoon, but I think Al Safina will start favourite. I think she's a serious horse. And eight weeks between runs, clearly been set for this day. Middle draw for Pike. That's where you want to be. And if she runs her race more evenly, uh, she'll be far too good for them. One of the friends of the show, Snipperucci,
1: speed figure Snipperucci
0: goes around in race five, the Jungle Mist Classic on our weight-adjusted rating. She is an absolute moral. Marked her a dollar seventy. You can get two thirty about her. She looks the best bet on the program. We've talked
1: right. Oh, she's like she's actually a thing. Oh, that's good.
0: You can't keep winning and running fast and not be a thing.
1: Yeah, I know. I just assumed it was through the winter months and we were mucking around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we've talked about devoted. Happy to lay it at the price. The Guineas is probably one of the more interesting races on the day because...
1: Ah, yeah, the best filly in the world.
0: Best filly in the world, Amelia's Jewel. I'll tell you what, in secrets, sitting at home in Angus Banks, kicking her box saying, what have I got to do? But...
1: (laughs) The fillies are a strong group, actually. (laughs) What about that Kiwi thing? And then what about... um, Zugotcha's not bad either. Zugotcha's pretty good. Mm. And even um, Cheese Extreme's sort of even fireburns sort of sitting there going, guys, come on, you know. I didn't quite fire in the spring, but I got some runs on the port.
0: What's Amelia's jewel beaten? They're all screaming. But it's D-Day for her, Amelia's jewel, because at this stage she has run up to her two-year-old form. Is she going to be better than that? Or was she just really fast at two? That's the question that will be answered on the weekend because she is, well, she's been displaced as favourite.
1: Is she not favourite on Saturday?
0: No, for the northerly.
1: Oh, what?
0: (laughs) J-Mac booking his private jet over to Ascot has swung Cascadian firmly into favourite.
1: I think Cascadian being a faster horse might have something to do with it as well.
0: I think J-Mac coming over is a big thing. He's not coming for any other days, bar that one.
1: He does have a busy schedule and a new child.
0: Yeah. Even more reason to think it's a big deal that he's coming. And hat tip to James Cummings, as you mentioned on Twitter during the week. Four of his six best horses are going to Perth.
1: Yeah. Good for the carnival.
0: Great for the carnival. Amelia's Jewel on her ratings this time in, she's a better horse than Bustler. The market has reacted. All in betting, sort of back end of last week, was 350 Amelia's Jewel, and Bustler $4. It was a lot tighter. Final field, Amelia's Jewel now into 220 Bustler $440. i will tell you what, Simon Miller is great for WA Racing because he's been on the radio all week on the front foot.
1: Yeah, it's great. Yeah,
0: it's what you need. It's very, uh, it's very Joe Pride. As well. Can't wait to see what she's going to do on the weekend. Hope she thrashes them. Like yeah. that. those sort of vibes.
1: Very likeable behaviour.
0: Very likeable behaviour. You need these people in our game to promote it. And she should get every possible chance from that draw. Ratings wise, she is rated as high as Arcadia Queen to this point. Pre-Guineas.
1: It gets very hard from Saturday afternoon onwards. Yeah.
0: Do you remember playing Mario Kart when you try and beat the Ghost on the time trial? <laughs> she's gone with it to this point and then the Ghost just goes to another level. Which is 116. Arcadia Queen in the WA Guineas before winning the Kingston Town. Interesting to see if she pulls out that performance. Does she start favourite in the Northerly? I'd say I thought she you were going to
1: say if she pulls out that performance, does she beat these? Oh, I'll tell you <laughs> what.
0: If she runs 116 and gets beat, my God, Bustler, it must be a serious, serious horse. But yeah, she's very, very interesting on the weekend, Amelia's Jewel. Race seven, if you're tuning in late in the afternoon on Saturday, make sure you give that a watch. We've touched on the railway, tricks of the trade should be favourite. And if you haven't won by then, don't bet in the last. Just go home. Get to the bar, have a drink, because that last race looks impossible and terrible.
1: Tell you what, even if you're winning, get to the bar and have a drink.
0: That's where I'll be. Looking forward to heading over Ah, to You're going west. I'm going west. Flying out tonight. Got the Carbine Club lunch tomorrow and then on track for the railway.
1: Don't get us blacklisted before I get over there in a few weeks. (laughs)
0: I think that's why they sent me over first. If you went over first, we wouldn't actually get an invite back for the next week.
1: <laughs> lost in the Margaret River. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we lost him. He's gone.
1: Drowned. In the river? No, in a vat of red. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that wraps us up. We'll be back for the review show on Monday, hopefully discussing Amelia's Jewel winning the Guineas.
1: I hope so after hearing about all this aggressive banter.
0: Yeah. Got to love it. Simon Miller said if you watched her work during the week, you would think her price was very generous. So they're up and about, which is what you want to see. Good.